You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Kim Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory, another episode from the Senior Bowl. Uh, we've got some prospects we thought we'd talk about today. We are here. We're doing the work. We're putting the work in for the KC Draft Guide. Obviously, uh, there's there's more important things to tend to before now in the draft or between now and the draft. But why not, why not a little little draft content in your life? Here to help me talk about some very interesting prospects from this week's Senior Bowl. For, you find them on Twitter at BarleyHop, sitting across from me right now. Craig Stout, hello, my friend. Hello, everybody. I know what you're thinking. It's not draft season yet. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Literally, everybody that I've talked to from Kansas City about the Chiefs is bewildered about the fact that we're in Mobile. We did this <laughs> a long, long time ago, just like we did last year. This is going to be good information for us to have later on, but we figured for some of you out there, that really do appreciate the draft and everything like that. And for those of you that are maybe interested in some guys that could fit the Chiefs coming up at several positions here, we figured we'd do this episode for you. Kind of run through some of the guys that we've seen through the first two days of practice and maybe some of the guys that we like. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go position by position. And uh, clearly, I think we got to start with the, probably the biggest position of need for the Chiefs, and that's quarterback. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We don't need a quarterback. Yeah, we do. No. no what? We, don't. we have Patrick LaVon Mahomes. Oh, kid. how could I forget? Uh, I don't, I just, I, I'm never going to get sick of that. We're not going to talk about quarterback. No, If you want to no learn chance. about quarterback, find another fan base that needs a quarterback right now. There's, yeah, there's no need to do that. So let's go to running back. Uh, one guy I really was interested in before the process even started. I, I thought kind of was a sneaky, you know, quality player. Darius Anderson from TCU, and I think he's had a pretty good week so far. Um, I, I, among, you know, doing some of the, the pass protection drills for the running backs, I thought he was the most competitive. Uh, that's not saying much because the entire group was really bad. Really poor. Really bad, but um, I, I like what he does. I think he's kind of, I don't think he's a, master of anything but i think he's got a lot of good qualities that you can put in a running back room and, and add value uh so showed some quality route running ability today soft hands i thought he was competitive in pass protection more than anybody else that i saw so far uh and, and he's he's good between the tackles good vision i think he had good vision on on the first day as well so i mean i think he's a guy on day three makes a lot of sense for this football team his burst is something surprising else. yes it's, it's surprising very surprising he like when he sees the gap, uh, his ability to translate that and get through the second level, not to the second level, through. but through yeah. the second 100%. level is, is really impressive. But he's a smaller guy. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head right now what he weighed in at, but he is a smaller dude. 
I, my guy's a little bit bigger guy, uh, Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. Joshua Kelly, I didn't know anything about before we came here. He's caught the ball really well. Yeah, uh, how he, he's got to be so open has yes. been pretty impressive too. Yeah, he he's he's been a pretty good route runner. Uh, he's got he's got a little hitch when he's coming out, a little a little too much foot action, a little slow coming out of it, but something that can be coached up. Uh, he's ran the ball well as well. He's really hit the hole. He's got good vision as well. Another guy that's probably going to be a day three guy. And he reminds me a little bit of what they look for out of their, you know, their running backs. Guy that's good catching the ball. Guy that's good enough vision between the tackles. I, I just think of, of the senior bowl running backs here, those two are pretty clearly the two most impressive guys on the field. And both of them are probably going to be uh, fourth, fifth round guys at the earliest. Yeah, no, that that sounds about right. But both of those guys definitely do have some value. I think would be nice to add to this running back room. Let's talk about receivers a little bit. I think the best receiver here to this point. Oh yeah, I would say is probably Denzel Mims from Baylor. I think he's a guy that if if the Chiefs wanted to you know take a receiver on day two, would not have a problem at all with it being Denzel Mims. He. You know, he's got a lot of uh, of highlights out there. You can see some really incredible circus catches. His best catches are, are some of the best in the entire country. But I think what he's come out and shown this week is a little bit more nuance in his route running ability. I think he's had some really exceptional re- releases at the line of scrimmage, been able to stack some dudes, um, create some separation against a variety of body types. I mean, this is a big physical player, uh, but... You know, outside of the uh, of the of the ability to high point a football and make athletic catches with a big catch radius, I think he's shown some nuance and some ability there. So, um, if the Chiefs wanted to take a guy that would have a lot of value in the red zone, uh, a guy that could line up over at X and, and run some of those routes, I think I think Mims could actually really develop nicely in that role. And Mims is six three two oh six. Yeah, like he's, he's a big a, dude. He's a big dude. So I, I think that's the type of receiver that. The Chiefs may be looking at a little bit more. I know Sammy Watkins' name is a favorite name to kind of come out and replace. So having that true possession, that true X guy, Mims is definitely that guy. He's probably going to go a little bit earlier than my guy, Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. I Not great coaching there. Not <laughs> a great quarterback throwing in the ball there. He didn't run a ton of routes. But he's actually looked a lot better than I thought that he would this week. He's even bigger than Mims. He's 6'4", 224, and he's actually got a little bit of vertical speed. We've seen him get after these corners a little bit, get downfield, make some big catches there. he's, He's somebody that I think that you could bring in the building and have that type of body, that type of contested catch guy, Really good hands. Really, really, really good hands. Get him in there. Teach him the route tree. And if you get anything out of him, then you've got yourself a really good possession X that's probably going to be a later round guy at the highest. That would be my guess. I would say I think Gandy Golden definitely is going to wind up going on day three. Let's talk about the tight ends. And I'm going to go with Charlie Talmopow. He's uh, from Portland Spain. Portland State, and he's not a true tight end, I don't think. I don't think his path to success in the National Football League is ultimately going to be just as a tight end. 
I think he's going to wind up playing more of an H-back role because he's 6'2", 240. He's not the biggest, longest, tallest guy in the world, but what he is, what I've seen so far is a guy coming from a smaller school, from a from a lower-class program. I saw some decent releases off the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. from him, and I think with him, when, when he gets a clean release and when he comes untouched, uh, I think there's some smoothness in his routes. Uh, some nuance to it when 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 contact comes and when he's got to try to run through contact and play through contact it's not as pretty uh his plan gets disrupted a little bit but what i've seen from him so far in a limited capacity i think he might be an interesting h-back type role probably as an undrafted free agent right now yeah yeah and my guy adam troutman oh baby oh man he's fun he's really fun he's 6'5 251 He's a decent blocker. Yeah. He, he can get after it a little bit. So somebody that you could take and still have Kelsey on the field in 12 personnel. And he's a big, big guy. Listen, he runs goofy. <laughs> I, the, he's got a weird gait when yep. he runs, but he covers a lot of ground quickly. So it he's got some nuance to his route running. He's got after some of these safeties that the safety group arguably has been the best group out here on defense this week. And, I mean, the defensive line's been good too, but the safety group is really impressed. And Troutman's a guy that's gotten open routinely against this group with his route running. I I think... I think he's going to be draftable for sure. Oh, no I, doubt. He's definitely getting drafted. I think the Chiefs would have to spend one of their later currently picks to get him. But he's a, he would be a phenomenal add to this team. I think that they could run a lot of 12 personnel and do some fun things with that group. I wouldn't be stunned if he snuck into round three Ooh, at this point. I mean, at this I, point, he has I, looked that good. Because, yeah. I mean, because it's a big athletic guy that. You know, needs obviously. I think there's a lot of ceiling to him. There's a, there's a high ceiling to him because of where he's come from, and uh, he seems like he's taking the coaching a little bit so far this this week too. How about offensive tackle? There's a there's a massive human being out there. <laughs> massive, massive, human massive being. is an understatement. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. By the way, let me clarify. We talked about him being six seven. He's, he's six, six nine. Six eight and a half. Six yeah. eight and a half official, three hundred eight 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 pounds, eleven inch hands. Alex Taylor, out of South Carolina State. He's teammates with Alex Brown. Don't confuse the two. Alex Brown uh, is is a cornerback here uh, in Kansas City already. He was on the practice squad for about half the year. He's now on the active roster. He's playing on special teams. Alex Taylor, for a guy that's six eight and a half, three hundred eight pounds. With an 88 win, 88 inch wingspan, which is ridiculous. Um, his 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 arms have arms. Um, <laughs> moves extremely well for a guy his size, and I think he's got a long ways to go. I think he's got some work to do, but as a developmental tackle, as a guy that um, you know has on some some rare athletic traits that you can't coach, and and is extremely personable. Interviewed well when we talked to him. One of the most well-spoken kids. Um, I thought, I came away very impressed by him. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest week, I don't think, to this point. Um, but I think... Oh, he's a project. He's definitely a project. But I thought I thought we saw improvement today. Yeah. Over, over yesterday. Uh, you know, I, as a run blocker, I think he played with decent leverage considering his size. 
uh, today, this week. Uh, I think you know he's figuring out how to use his length a little bit better, uh, how to how to play with a little bit better base. I like him as a prospect. I think you know I think he might get drafted. He might wind up in the back end of day two, honestly, just because of of, of you know the character. You can't, and, you can't, and you coach, can't coach all that. that stuff. Yeah, but. As a developmental tackle, if he's there, you know, round four, I think I would be completely content with the Chiefs taking a swing at him. Now, I'm taking a guy that probably will be available round four. <laughs> I am reuniting Patrick LeVon Mahomes with Terrence Steele from Texas Tech. Uh, Steele has been one of our biggest surprises this week. Yeah. He has held his own just as well as any of the other tackles that are here, and there are some good tackles here that have put some good reps on tape and that are going to be drafted pretty highly. Like Alex Taylor, like Kent talked about, we got Josh Jones from Houston that's getting round one buzz. Terrence Steele has impressed. He has locked up some good guys. He's really shown good feet, good power, good punch. Like He is the type of guy that is ready-made to come in I think he can come in and put you, you know, give you quality reps early in a pinch. Yeah. But his ceiling's pretty high. Like I, I think think there's still some room for growth. I think there's room for growth there. You could do a lot worse than having that in the building because, frankly, right now you got Cam Irving, you got Jackson Barton. I think Terrence Steele probably gives both of those guys a better run for their money at offensive tackle. So I, I would add him. Late in the round, and yeah, familiarity with Pat. I mean, they're they're buddies already. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't yeah. hurt. Um, I I think the Chiefs are going to wind up taking a developmental tackle at some point in this. I draft. think they have to, and I think this is a great class to do it. And I think that's part of the reason why they should be thoughtful about uh-huh. trying to do that because, you know, Eric Fisher and and Mitch Schwartz, they're not getting any younger. They're still good. They're still you good. Don't, you don't have to have a guy that can play right now. You don't have to have them exactly. So why not go look at a guy that you can develop over this you know this next season or so and. And see what you have. Interior offensive line, one center. I think that I, I think there's there's some good centers in this group here in Mobile. There's one that's been very underwhelming. That's Nick Harris from Washington. Oh my goodness! Very underwhelming to this point. I uh, he for a lot of reasons. We don't have to go there. We're going to get really upset. Yeah, but we were high on him. We, we were, were excited to see. Yeah, him. he's been bad. Very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at the weigh-ins, like just his he he's got a lot of work to do. But mm-hmm. Matt Hennessy. From Temple, I think is a guy who I had a decently high grade on. Uh, I've come away very impressed with him. I think I might have him about right on a grading scale, maybe a little bit higher. He needs to go somewhere in day two, late day two. I think is the best guess for him. He's more of a round three type. If what Chiefs wound up taking him in the second round, I wouldn't be stunned, and I wouldn't be too upset because I think he's shown a lot of. I don't think he's the most athletic guy out here. I don't think he's the strongest guy out here. Doesn't have the quickest feet. I think he's one with pretty good technique over the course of the entire mm-hmm. um, week. You know, there's been a couple times, for instance, that he's overset, but he's been able to recover extremely well. Uh, and when he's not oversetting, he's winning just about every single rep I, I, to this point. What we've seen him lose a rep today, mm-hmm. one, one rep today, and maybe one yesterday. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, he's been the most consistent performer. And I think the thing about him is he's got, He's one of the guys that there's some guys. I, we might even be talking about a few of them here later in in the mock or in this in this discussion about some of these prospects. 
I I've seen you know him shut down guys that are just having good weeks. Very you know, good he's weeks. had he's had some very good reps against some of the better players, uh, like one of the guys that Matt is going to talk about here in a little bit, Jason Strobridge. He's a guy that's been dominating all week. In comes Hennessy, shuts him down. Um, Neville Gallimore Neville out Gallimore. of Oklahoma, who's one of the higher rated guys that's coming out of here. Yeah, I, it's been it's been a good week for him, and and I think. I think he's got really strong hands, and when he gets his hands on you, it's it's pretty tough to to do much of anything. And he's been really good there. And he's his own dude. He, he definitely he, he can, can, he he can, can block move. his own scheme, no problem. Yep, no problem. Uh, for me, interior offensive lineman is somebody that we've actually talked about before, but at tackle, uh, Maddie liked Hakeem Adinaji out of KU. Yep, he liked his feet at tackle. Uh, he's playing guard this week, and frankly, yesterday. Was not great. It got better towards the end of the it day. It got though. better towards the end of the day, but it started not great. Yeah. Today, he was shut down everybody. He did. I, I, he shut down Strobridge. He shut down Gallimore. Gallimore. He shut down Murchison. He shut down I, like the, everybody that had a good day today or yesterday got locked up by Hakeem Adeniji today. He looked fantastic. He's giving no ground in the pocket. His Feet are good. He looks more comfortable this, you know, today. I am excited to see what he looks like tomorrow because if he is able to continue that, that's a guy that's going to get drafted high because he looks really good and he has positional vers- you know, versatility there, and he can move. Yeah. So I, he's a Chiefs guy for sure. I'm not sure he won't have some some flexibility moving forward you know i think he could wind up at tackle a little bit i think some teams might look at him tackle still but he's obviously got some ability um and, and he can play anywhere on the offensive line i'm kind of i would love to see him at center just to get a, get an idea he of said what that he, he said that he's gonna play at center some at some week. Point. we haven't seen it yet, maybe it'll be tomorrow maybe maybe it'll be tomorrow all right we're gonna take a break and we'll be back to talk about some defensive prospects here at the senior bowl right after this Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Right, we are preview or kind of talking about some of these, you know, senior bowl prospects that we've seen these first two days of practice. Guys that have stood out. We've already talked about the offensive side of the ball. Now it's time to talk about the defense. Craig is his ears perked up. He just got a, a, a little bit more energy than he had. A lot more. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> Let's go to the defensive line first. And a guy that Maddie profiled in his article, I believe, earlier this week, uh, defensive end from Tulsa, Travis Gibson. He's uh he's a player that I was the primary grader on leading into this process. We've already got a grade on him, and I had a, a day three prospect grade on him. Uh, I thought you know like a, more of a late day three type of guy. Um, I, he definitely sp- he he's always fit the profile of a Steve Spagnuolo defensive end. He's like six four, around 260, 259 pounds, somewhere in that range. Let me just look that up real quick. But um, 
you know, he's I, I came away kind of impressed with his pass rush plan. I thought, you know, he's try he talked to me earlier uh in the uh when we were doing our interviews and he was talking about how he wants to show that he can win around the edge, show a little bit of flexibility, uh, and then play a little bit with power. Uh just so you know, he's six six three and a half, two hundred and fifty nine pounds. Um he's and I think he's done a pretty good job of showing that so far to this point. You know, he was able to win with a bull rush, was able to win with a little nice inside rip move yesterday. Um, I've seen him, you know, flash, you know, uh, off the edge a little bit with a little bit of bend at times. I think it's still a little bit inconsistent. But as a guy that has this, the you know, the de- desirable athletic profile, um, I think he probably has a little bit of inside and outside versatility at some point. You might see him which kick Spagnuolo inside, loves. which obviously yep. Spagnolo loves. Um, he's he's kind of a, he's a, you might need to put a little bit weight, little bit more weight on just a little bit more if you're gonna try to do that with him. But I came away impressed with him today and and this entire process so far. The Chiefs are looking for a guy on day three to add to that defensive end room. Would not be would not have a problem with Travis Gibson. I mean, I when I watch Travis, like I'm not necessarily looking at him and saying, oh, he's Tano Passino or right. anything like that. But his length. And a little bit of his body type reminds me of it. I, he's definitely a more refined guy than Tano Passino was coming out. Sure. But he he lacks some of the overall top-end athleticism. I'm, I'm excited. I've liked what I've seen out of him. The guy that I'm picking is the guy that has, frankly, destroyed one-on-ones. Destroyed, surprised, surprised me, too. I mean. he, and in team drills, he swatted down two passes with his length today. Jason Strobridge, out of North Carolina, has just been phenomenal. He's been a terror. He, they have lined him up at one tech, they've lined him up at three tech, and they've lined him up a little bit on the edge, but less so there. He weighs, right now, 267. Mm-hmm. And apparently he played about 20 pounds heavier. Yeah, he's like 285 yeah. during the season, somewhere like that. To try and play three tech for them. He he wasn't just playing three tech. That's the thing. He's still playing some edge too. Yeah, he, like, was, he was just moving all over edge. the line of scrimmage back there too. Yeah. So again, guys that can move in and out. He has some bend. We we've seen him corner. We've yeah. seen him. You know, show the ability to beat some of these guys on the inside. He's got quicks. He's got power. He he just we have been impressed with him winning in just about every single way. And the way that he can do it from all these different positions and the length and the size that he has, boy, I put him in the room. Like, yeah. get him in that room. Decide if you need to bulk him up. Decide if you want to play him at defensive end. He's a fantastic guy to have in that rotation. Because, yeah, if you get him up to about 280, boy, you're talking about, you know, Emmanuel Ogba was up yeah. around that, yeah. that sort of point. At, He's a he's an explosive, dynamic guy. I'd love to have Strobridge here, but he's just climbing this week because he's just destroying everybody. Right now, if you looked at him, if you looked at a picture of him here at the Senior Bowl, he looks identical identical to Frank Clark. The long sleeves, oh my, the, yes. the 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 loose long sleeves mm-hmm. in the team color, mm-hmm. the face mask, the helmet looks, and the the visor looks identical to what Frank Clark has, and he's wearing fifty five, and he's winning. Every way that you can imagine, power, speed, everything. Like he, it's yeah. He's he's I the two hundred and sixty seven pound version of of uh of Strobridge is a guy I'm very 
I'm a very big fan of. Very, very big. The 285 fan. pound guy. He showed like he had a pass rush plan. He could utilize a lot of variety of moves, or was able to attempt a variety of moves, but they weren't landing. He wasn't able to get off the same way. You know, the 20 pounds of of whatever he's lost. Whew, it's making it's made him a much quicker player, um, and he's won in a variety of ways. He's he's really impressed me. If he went in the if he went in the second round, I wouldn't be stunned. In the slightest, I'll tell what you I've what. Based on point. based on this week alone, yeah, some team is just going to say you stay at two sixty five and just give us. Why don't this. you come play end for Kansas City? Yeah, why don't you come play end edge for Kansas City? Have some, you know, he. I think he'd be an exceptional fit uh, at the linebacker spot. There's a couple guys we wanted to profile. Craig, I think I want you to start this one off because I'm going to start this. We got to talk about we got to talk about a guy that we all love, but you know, there's some things there. Akeem Davis Gaither, he's been great. He's been great. He's been great. He's been covering well. He's been scraping over well. He's done everything I think that teams wanted to see from him. I think he's fairly well cemented high in the draft. Good in coverage. Yes. Made some plays on the ball. Uh, You know... He's been. He's showed the sideline. The sideline. He's played well between the tackles. That was a question. He's been fine between the tackles. Yeah, he's been fine. Yeah. 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 So, here's the thing. Akeem Davis Gaither weighs 219 pounds. Steve Spagnuolo doesn't like linebackers. That thin. That thin. Yeah. He doesn't like them short. He doesn't like them thin. He needs them to be bulky enough to play on every single down. We've seen it. Damian Wilson is playing Will Linebacker in the nickel at 245 245 pounds. pounds. And they don't have the range. They don't have the speed. It just it's it's a situation where they're not just going after these speedy guys that can do it. They have to, it seems yeah. to have to have a weight threshold. Well, think about it like this. Let's let's just I mean, let's just use some logic here real quick. The Chiefs had Dorian O'Daniel on the roster. Dorian O'Daniel weighs 220 pounds. Yes. In the offseason, the Chiefs traded to acquire a coverage linebacker with some athleticism like they didn't have one on the roster already. Yep. 232-pound Darren Lee. Yes. So you tell me. Obviously, it seems as though Steve Spagnuolo did not trust a 220-pound linebacker in the box. Maybe it just speaks more to Dorian, but I kind of feel like he might just not. I mean, I, I think from everything we've seen to this point, I, I feels like it's probably thicker guys. Right. So with that in mind, as much as I love Akeem Davis, I really do, and I wish that they would go and take a guy like that. I just don't know that they will. It I don't be, feel as confident, and it sucks. It would be a functional change in what they currently do. So from that regard, I'm going to stick him aside, but we wanted to handle that because he's he's been good, and I'd like to have him on the roster. But And we'd love to be we'd love to be wrong, wrong about this. on that. Please. We would love to be wrong about this. Please. So the linebacker I'm going with is a guy that we haven't talked about. T.J. Brunson out of South Carolina. T.J. Brunson currently weighs... 218 pounds. Now, <laughs> TJ Brunson played uh, two years ago at about 245 wow. at South Carolina. He got injured. He hasn't been able to work out as much, but he wanted to be at the Senior Bowl. He wanted to play here. He told me in an interview today that he's currently in the process of bulking up. 
He plans on being 230 pounds by the combine. So the Chiefs would be drafting a 230-pound linebacker. He has shown, outside of the lighter guys, more of an ability to pivot and coverage, more of an ability to get downhill. He's got a little bit of speed. Frankly, these linebackers haven't been great overall, but he's been one of the guys that has had at least some positive reps here and there. So he'd be a guy especially late, especially late because of his injury history and everything like that. I think you bring him in, get him right and maybe, you know, maybe get him in, you know, the system and have him learn Spagnuolo's scheme. He seems very sharp. Yeah. And I think that that may be a requirement as well, picking up the playbook, being trusted to be out there. He seems very, very sharp, a very quick learner. Uh, and obviously, you just got to kind of see what happens to his ability to move when he adds 12 pounds. Which How is why he wants it? to do it by the combine because right. he wants to be able to prove that he can still move. Which would yeah. be great, which would be really helpful for him in, in his process. And uh, hopefully, you know, if we see him continue to build weight and show some more athleticism, that would be great. So, all that in mind, you know, where do the Chiefs go? Because, you know, a lot of the bigger guys, guys at, you know, 230, haven't looked great. They haven't really they really looked bad. Look great. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think you know, like Francis Bernard showed a couple things today. That, you know, was was decent, but nothing to write home about. Evan Weaver is not athletic at all. Uh, he's a linebacker for California. Evan Weaver has tripped over his own feet like three, three times, times in, in one coverage. snap. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I got the guy that I think has shown the most most pulse. To this point, I guess you could say, is actually the biggest one of the guys I just listed. It's Logan Wilson from Wyoming. 6'2", 241 pounds. Um, I think the best way I can describe Logan Wilson right now is from an athleticism standpoint. He would be more athletic as a will than Damien Wilson would. <laughs> That's not saying much. And it's it would be a marginal improvement uh, to that linebacking position at the, at the will, but it might be you know enough to 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 improve it at least you know so like I, I think this is the thing is we're looking at this linebacker group and i think we're all a little bit concerned about how the chiefs are going to be able to find a guy that can you know play as that will linebacker with a little bit more a lot more athleticism than what they have that, that can, isn't going top 20. That, that isn't going top 20. Yeah. And it, it might wind up being that they have to go to the free agency route or or what have you. <sighs> They've got to figure some things out. Do you, you know? want to spend $18 million on a linebacker? No, I Me don't. Me neither. I don't. And they I need to find one. I think it's it's you know it's it's going to be a challenge and maybe it's just not it's not a top end player. Maybe they've got to try to go bargain barrel hunting and find a decent athlete that can play the will in an acceptable range. Maybe they can find the different a, a different version of Darren Lee next year. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I think you've got to be concerned about with this with this draft, with free agency, trying to figure out how to either mask the deficiencies of the linebacking core or make that linebacking core better. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's talk about cornerbacks. There's uh, there's a couple guys that, you know, I, there's been some dropouts uh, in the Senior Bowl. Christian Fulton, Jeff Gladney, some guys we were really excited about seeing. So mad. I think both those guys, by the way, are to be considered in round one for the Chiefs uh, mm-hmm. when they pick at 32 mm-hmm. uh, because they're picking at 32 because they're winning the Super Bowl. Whoops. Yes. Spoiler Whoop. alert. Yay. There's my prediction. Yeah. yeah. Kendall Vildor, a guy that Craig's talked about a lot, 
so far from Georgia State, a guy that you know he was on this summer, real big fan of, um, as a day three prospect, not not as like a right, one right, player right, right. I'm not like in love with him super early, but I I think he's I think he's done a decent job this week. He's so competitive, and that's what I really like about him. You know, I've watched a little bit of his tape. He's a willing tackler, and he's willing to scrap, and he's been willing to be physical with players bigger than him uh, during you know actual football during you know bowl games and stuff and. But I, I think he's I think a lot of that stuff that you've seen that you like out of him is the same. I his transitional quickness is not great. Um, I think there's been some 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 issues there. I mean, he gives up too much ground. He's not able to close. I think long speed is a question. But as a day three prospect, three interceptions you said on on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, or on two, it was a Monday. It was no, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was on Tuesday for him at the at the Senior Bowl. I think the most ball production that we I, he might be the only guy I've seen you know catching an interception. I think this entire. Um, this no, I got I got entire, a guy that, that caught one today. Okay, that I'm going to talk about later. But Good, yeah. perfect. Yeah, but I just I think he's helped himself. I think there's some deficiencies there with his long speed, with his transitional quickness. But I mean, they've got the Chiefs have cornerbacks with long speed issues and transitional quickness issues anyway, and. I mean, he's, he may not help the problem completely, but I think he's, you know, good value. Mm-hmm. And my guy is arguably one of the best guys out here in quarterback this week. Uh, Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame. Troy Pride's not a huge guy. He's 5'11". He doesn't have a great wingspan. He doesn't have 32-inch arms or anything like that, so he's not particularly long. But Troy Pride will scrap. And Troy Pride is actually, he has enough speed and enough transitional ability to play in a slot for Steve Spagnuolo. I've said all year long that Christian Fulton, or Christian, yeah, not Christian Fulton, who Rashad Fenton, I'm so sorry. I'm just <laughs> You said Christian Fulton and now I'm locked in. I just I want know. to talk about you're, him so much. You're sad. Yeah, I'm sad. Uh, Rashad Fenton is not a nickel corner because he just struggles so much with transitioning, with everything about what a traditional nickel corner does. He's a good boundary corner, and I think they should play him out there. Troy Pride can help with that. If you have an actual nickel that can do that, Troy Pride has the ability to mirror routes. He has the ability to handle everything underneath. We've seen him going up against some very big receivers. We talked about him earlier. You know, We talked about Mims from Baylor. We talked about Antonio Gandy-Golden. He's gone up against those guys and held his own well enough yeah. against them. He's actually done well, broken up a few passes. So I, I would like to see him added. I was always kind of like a round four grade on him throughout this entire process. I think it might have climbed a little bit yeah. for me this week. He was a little bit better than I expected. So I, I would like to add him as a nickel corner, you know, midway through the draft. I think it'd be a good add. Uh, let's go to the safety position. I think Craig said earlier, Safety's been pretty surprisingly good across yeah. the board. Guys have really stood out, uh, like this one, Jalen Elliott, a safety out of uh, out of Notre Dame, and his teammate Alohi Gilman, also also very good, has had uh, mm-hmm. a, a a pretty good week. He, he got hurt later later this practice on Wednesday. We'll be curious to see what happens if he's able to practice on Thursday. But I tell you what, Jalen Elliott has really stuck out. Uh, in coverage, 
uh, he's manned up and, and stuck with tight ends and running backs without any problem. I think he might have even matched up against some receivers a little bit. Oh here. yeah, he he got he got one on one reps against receivers. And he got one on one reps against Gandy Golden. Yeah, and I, he held his own. Yep, uh, I think he actually played pretty well. Uh, I saw him playing as a deep safety earlier uh, this you know today as well. I came away very impressed with him. I thought he had a. I think he's had a really good week this far. So far, and he's kind of surprised me. I, I I think he's submitted himself somewhere in that round four range would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe round three if he's lucky. But I'm solid coverage player, and I've I've been. I think he's probably been the best coverage safety so far. Yeah, he really has. And uh, we're looking for him after this. After yeah, this I was trying practice. to find him to talk to him. Yeah, he, find he him. got off the field a little quick, but yeah, wanted to talk to him because he. he Frankly, jumped up on us a little yeah, bit. Like, he did. He, he was really good. He definitely did. Uh, my guy is Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan. I, I talked about him a little bit before. He's a Division three guy. <laughs> He's Division two. Division two guy. Sorry. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna really upset Bearcat with that <laughs> I one. Really gonna upset Bearcat with that one. Um, there's two small school safeties in Jeremy Chin and Kyle Duggar. Chin is a massive guy that has looked good. Kyle Duggar is not a massive guy. I, he looked big against the guys that he was going right. up against at Lenore Ryan, but he actually looks more like a safety. He he said that he was going to get some looks as a will linebacker, but we haven't seen any of those yet. Not yet. But he's looked really good in coverage drills. He picked off a pass today, was just in the hip pocket of a, of a tight end coming across on a dig route. It He did really well... He's done really, really well on the majority of the coverage snaps that we've seen. As a deep safety, he's organized guys a little bit more. And we've seen at the Senior Bowl, now this is the second year in a row, Corey Ballantyne last year, small school yeah. guy. The first day, ramping up to that was a little bit much. And, you know, I think Ken even talked about it last year that Corey Ballantyne was a little bit of a deer in the headlights during the, the interview process. The moment was process. too big for him day one. Yes. Yes. We saw a little bit of that with Kyle Duggar. Not quite as much, but a little bit of that with Kyle Duggar. So even even yesterday, he started a little slow, got better by the end of the day. Day two was significantly better. He looks comfortable. He's directing traffic a little bit back there. So I would be very, very, very interested in adding him as a safety because he, I think he can play that dime linebacker role you know, they've got Dan Sorensen playing there right now, and Dan Sorensen's great, and I'm not even necessarily... <laughs> he, he's our hero right yeah, now. He's so the greatest I'm, player in the history of the world. I am not suggesting we go out and replace Dirty Dan, but I'll tell you what, if it gets around four and Kyle Duggar's sitting there, I'm adding him to my secondary because there's a lot worse guys that you can stick in there and have an extra defender out there. Put him in there in the Ben Neiman role for all yeah, I care. I mean, I he mean, can't be any worse than what yeah, Ben Neiman's doing. Just, right just now, so. get him on the field because he's going to be able to cover. He's he's aggressive. He's going to be able to get downhill. Just add him to the mix. Well, there's some senior bowl prospects for you to kind of study up on. There's some guys I think that would make a lot of sense for the Chiefs at a lot of different positions. Thanks for spending some time with us listening to this. We will be back to regularly scheduled Chiefs coverage later. Later.